Welcome back to Rotten Rewind, a podcast that looks back on the most critically reviled films on RottenTomatoes.com to find out if they deserve redemption or if they were better off dead. If a film fails to crack the 60% threshold Rotten Tomatoes sets as its freshness standard, it gets to settle the score here on America's number one podcast. I'm Courtney Peranto. I'm Max Rowe. Yeah, we're we're in week three of our vulgar neo-noir miniseries. And Today on the show, we're taking a quick detour into the revisionist Western noir of the 90s. First up, it's Sam Raimi's genre-bending The Quick and the Dead, starring yeah. really just a heavyweight cast. Gene Hackman, Sharon Stone, Russell Crowe, and a baby-faced Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, so um, cute. And after that, it's Walter Hill's Prohibition set, <laughs> Last Man Standing, featuring current podcast heavyweight Bruce Willis. He's been on um, a lot lately. He's He's our guy, apparently. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Bruce Willis. We're having a big summer of Willis. But um, that voice that you're hearing is a first-time guest, a writer, and cartoonist, Michael Chow. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having it's me. It's a pleasure to have another Asian on the show. I love it. <laughs> I would give you a nod if we were in the street. <laughs> What's up, my dude? Yeah, thank you for, for coming on. Yeah, of course. Um, you picked out of what I had sent you. You picked the Quick and the Dead and Last Man Standing. Uh, yeah, I'm just like I'm a huge like uh, Sam Raimi fan, so like I'm a big defender of uh, the Quick and the Dead. So like very oh, sure. excited to cover it. Yeah, um, I kind of feel like you picked you kind of cherry picked a fun one because it mm-hmm. is just like I mean the series has been really fun, but especially I mean not to give anything away, but like the especially the Quick and the Dead, it kind of just like woke me up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. like this fucking slaps. <laughs> yeah, it fucking rules. It's a great time in for this series, I guess, because you're you're also online and the mm-hmm. way that some of our guests are. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sure you've seen many things over the years with the kind of very loose terminology of whatever vulgar autorism is. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we're kind of trying to loosely unpack in this series sure. is what defines that and how the directors that kind of fall into that genre. And Walter Hill is obviously a big one. Sam Raimi, I feel like, I mean, that was one where he's not I feel like included in the usual list of directors, mm-hmm. but I did feel like the quick and the dead was one where it felt hard to ignore when doing sure. the series. Like, I yeah. feel yeah. like you have to do the quick and the dead, especially because that's one, it's one of his rare, I think critical misfires and one. That yeah. It was like obviously- a huge flop at the time. It bombed yeah. really bad. Which is like kind of crazy to me, actually. Because I feel like most people like don't know about this movie. This was like a blind spot for me for a while. I watched it for the first time, I think two years ago. And it was definitely in quarantine because I'd always heard about it. And I remember it coming out. I guess I should say I'm not a huge Western person. I don't, okay. I, I've grown to appreciate them more the older mm-hmm. that I get. And obviously like a lot of things like, like mm-hmm. a rom-com or sci-fi. Like I think growing up and having such a narrow-minded view of what that genre can be and then seeing like Mm -hmm. how expansive and interesting they actually can be like I've grown to definitely appreciate different things especially like Walter Hill movies a guy who self-proclaimed said that every movie he's made is a western in some way which is true Mm -hmm. it it was something that I always struggled with growing up I think just like a lot of the older westerns when I was younger I just couldn't really get into like the like John Wayne movies yeah Yeah, I I don't love like some of the John Wayne ones but something like High Noon or like the original like 310 to Yuma like Yuma or whatever wherever Mm -hmm. the fuck they're going going it's like I do okay 
Okay. <laughs> They're going to Yuma. Like I said, I don't, it's like one of those things when I guess like when you're a kid and you just like decide that you don't like something, but you don't even really know why. Mm. You're just like, I don't like that. And then you're like, you grow sure. up and you're like, wait, I think I do actually kind of like that. Um, <laughs> I mean, do you both like Westerns? Where do you stand? I probably yeah. do more than you. I, I think I really do like when someone plays with the genre. Like I liked that movie that came out maybe like, God, probably 15 years ago now, 13 years ago. The Good, the Bad and the... Of the weird. weird, like the oh Korean, yeah, that movie rules. Yeah, so good. I saw it in like a midnight screening at IFC in New York with like my friend Macy, who's been on the podcast, and we were both like kind of tired, <laughs> and then it like woke us up. So like, I, I think I like those maybe more than like some of the original westerns. But that said, like mm-hmm. I do like a bunch of them. Sometimes I hate how some of them do get repetitive, but like I guess that's the same with like any genre that kind yeah. of works in extremes. And I think that like I feel the same way about musicals. Like I probably watch more musicals than you, Max, but like I probably have the same criticisms of the ones that I think are boring. Sure. Uh, I grew up with like all the like Clint Eastwood movies. So I have, I like always like yeah. uh, Westerns a lot. I like like Sergio Leone and like a bunch. It's really right. good jackets too in the Clint yeah. Eastwood ones. He wears some really yeah. great jackets. Yeah. Oh, definitely. So you have to appreciate that. Yeah, that was what made me kind of come around. It was my my early quarantine. The jackets? Fun. My Clint the jackets. The <laughs> oh. jackets. <laughs> like, I grew up and I said, God, these guys have great Look, like good fits will like go a long yeah. way for movies. Good fits do go a long way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't Clint. like the story, Clint but these guys look good. <laughs> no, I had my early quarantine Clint phase that we've talked about on the podcast quite a bit. Um, that I was yeah. very into Clint Eastwood and eating a lot Sorry. of hot dogs at the beginning of quarantine. It was like so many hot dogs. Dark so period many hot in my dogs. life. Yeah. So that was the I like I had not seen like I hadn't seen a fistful of dollars, which oh, okay. we'll talk about with Last Man Standing. Oh, sure, sure. Um, I, I'm gonna put it out there right now. I'm a very bad boy and I haven't seen Jimbo. I'm sorry. Oh man. Oh, okay. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm yeah. sorry. I, I wanted to it's watch a cool it before. Movie recorded it yeah no i know and that's it's like you know when you just have like a blind spot with a director oh, where you're sure. just like i'm gonna yeah, sit down yeah. and i'm just gonna like have a period where i watch all of their movies and yeah. i've been trying to do that for so long with kurosawa and i just haven't done it and i keep putting it mm. off honestly um, for me and kurosawa i like his movies that take place in contemporary times more like i like mm-hmm. the bad sleep well the best I haven't but seen that one. That yeah. one I really like. I mean, I really like, I, surprise, surprise, great director. Um, but I kind of do like the ones that are, that take place like in contemporary Japan mm-hmm. a little bit more than yeah. some of the sure. others. But like. He did High and Low, right? Yeah. Yes. I, haven't I seen love that. High, I haven't and seen high, and high and Low. But yeah. And then in the 90s, obviously there was a big, I feel like every like, it seems like every like 10 to 15 years, there's some sort of like a Western semi revival, but the nineties yeah. had its Western boom. But I think that like, you could argue that there is like a Western bubble or like a country bubble around like, what's his name? Lola Nas X and stuff. Like mm-hmm. a lot of like critics have written oh, about sure. how there's like, like a black Western movement happening mm-hmm. now. And I could see that. Sure. Oh, I, I guess I meant mostly with film. Soon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I, I guess, haven't seen the harder they fall. Yeah. I thought it was good. I guess like Yellowstone's like pretty, big so like that's TV true. like still has yeah. like a you're thing, like, right Western. shit it's like kind that of the biggest count. show in like America I think yeah you're fucking right I know the biggest show in America is NCIS Los Angeles um, <laughs> or no I think it's just regular NCIS yeah it's like okay. when you look at a list of whatever the highest rated shows in America are there shows that you're like holy shit I've never heard anyone talk about There's this. There's like a whole other world out there, which is yeah. like crazy to think about. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like to us, like Boomers. we're all like uh, in Las Vegas and all that shit. It's Wait, there's an NCIS yeah. Las Vegas? Isn't there an NCIS for like a lot of different places? Isn't it like, an, I feel like, like naval crimes is. though, right? I feel like, like there's every, like no water in Las Vegas. Every major city has to get an NCIS though. Sure. <laughs> you're not, you haven't made it unless your city has gotten an NCIS. <laughs> um, Dude, that would be tight. I would love NCIS, NCIS Portland. 
It would be yeah. so stupid and twee. A lot of white supremacist <laughs> crime. Um, it would be a lot of that. It would just be like arresting like white people for like going on that stupid naked bike ride, vandalizing something dumb. <laughs> Portland loves like group bottled quirk. What is it? Yeah, what is that? Oh, gentlemen, <laughs> please don't come here ever. Like at the first, I think it's the first week in August. There's always like a humongous naked bike ride with like swarms of people that fucks up traffic. It fucks up everything. And it's just like, I get it. I, I guess like being naked. T- I don't. I don't know. I don't I love don't being naked. No, I, honest, I, I don't think. That's yeah. And so they like all <laughs> do this like fucking bike ride. And yeah, I'm, I'm so glad I don't have to see that. It just happened. So it's fresh. It's fresh in my mind. Good. Before we jump into quick and the dead, just kind of the nineties Western boom that we got, you know, post dances with wolves and unforgiven. I've never seen dances with wolves. I don't Mm. really want to. Yeah. I've never seen it either. I don't really care either. Yeah. I'm not a big Costner. My parents love it. (laughs) Yeah. I don't really get Costner. Like I know they're, yeah, we've talked shit about him. Sure. Yeah. I'd like to get it. Like, it seems like a big, like landmark thing, but like, I don't really like, yeah. Like I'm like, I think I'm pretty good. Not getting it. Like, the only time I ever got Costner was Bull Durham. That was the only time where I was like, mm. okay, I get the appeal of Costner. Uh, a Perfect World is like really good. Oh yeah, uh, A Perfect World. What am I talking about? That's yeah, the movie's amazing. That's like the most I probably liked him. He's like, where yes. he's like a real dirtbag, which he like very mm-hmm. rarely is, I guess. Yeah, yeah. that's a great Eastwood movie. Too. Like generally, he's like he's like supposed to be like America's dad, right? I feel like that's his persona. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't accept that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I think he's like America's about, stepdad. He's you know that's like what, Hanks, like, and Tom like, Hanks is America's no. dad, and then America's mom got married to. Kevin Costner afterward and we're happy. <laughs> America's stepdad will always be Jeff Fahey. I'm sorry. Jeff Fahey. <laughs> oh, that's way cooler. Jeff, yeah. Jeff Fahey is the stepdad that you're like, oh no, please don't bring this guy home. <laughs> like, <laughs> kind of cool, actually. Yeah, you're like, yeah, first you like him and then he's just more and more revealing darker shades. <laughs> or it's Vince Vaughn in Domestic Disturbance. That's the ultimate of oh. America's stepdad. <laughs> but yeah, I Dances with Wolves I've never seen, but that and Unforgiven both win Best Picture in the early 90s. No, no, Unforgiven is amazing. Yeah. I've seen Unforgiven. I love Unforgiven. Hackman obviously is incredible in that. I still fucking laugh thinking about what are his dying words? Are they just, I don't deserve this? Yeah. And then like, yeah, it's got so fucking it. funny. Yeah. He's just like, I don't deserve this, which is the funniest <laughs> thing to say when you're bleeding out. <laughs> and he's the worst guy in the world. Yeah. What is he talking about? <laughs> no, I know. That's why it's great. And it's just like, this is better. <laughs> no, the one I haven't seen, I'm just going to reveal a lot of blind spots in this episode. Sure. It's about Westerns is Tombstone. Never seen Tombstone. Oh, I haven't seen cool. Tombstone. Okay. Uh, it's a good, wow. it's a good like Kurt Russell movie. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. yeah. I should see Tombstone. I'm going to watch um, What's his yeah. name? Uh, Val Kilmer is like fantastic. Yeah. I definitely yeah. have seen City Slickers and Young Guns. I've never I've seen never either seen of the guns. Young Guns or Bad Girls or whatever the spinoff was with girls. I didn't know there was oh, one. Oh, is it a spinoff? spinoff? I think hot. Drew Barrymore's in it. Wow. They were just like, Ooh. let's do Young Guns, <laughs> but it's Bad Girls. Oh, and I've definitely seen Maverick because my mom had a wedding for uh, Mel Gibson. Never that one's it. bad. I think that oh, this one... That's a Donner think, one, right? I don't even think that's got big Donner cool. energy, yeah. Posse, I'm, I'm curious about. That's the uh, Mario Van Peebles Western. Oh, oh okay. That that's one cool. sounds cool. Um, yeah. Wyatt Earp, I didn't see. Another Hackman mm-hmm. Western. Funny enough, the only Western that I think I saw from this outside of Unforgiven is uh, Fievel Goes West. Oh, that, 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 was, that was a big one Wait, for me. Wait, what is that? That sounds so... <laughs> American Tale. Cool to American Tale. Yeah, Fievel Goes West. Yeah. Come I mean, on. I'm older than both of you, huh? <laughs> no, but not by that much. Not enough to 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 hate on Fievel. Oh, oh wait, I remember movie. this little fucker. 
Yep. That's my guy. <laughs> That's my guy. Is the whole thing that he's was, Jewish. He's a Jewish. Yeah, they're like uh, Jewish Russian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, I picked up on story. that as a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had that on VHS. I wore the fuck Imagine that. Oh, yeah. that now. Yeah. There's a Jewish rat. And, uh, <laughs> he's an immigrant. <laughs> the kids are gonna go crazy for the Bible. I, I and then Dead Man is great. Oh, that's yeah, kind that's of cool. another like okay. revisionist western. Yeah, I just yeah. watched Wild Bill because I was trying to go through the Walter Hill. Oh, I haven't seen Wild Bill. You know what? I think it's pretty fucking good. It's a okay. weird one. I would yeah. recommend it. It's on Tubi. It's mm. not a good quality. Like I love God bless Tubi. Sure. Not a great um, scan of Wild Bill. Uh, but, is that um, a Walter Hill movie? Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. what he makes right before Last Man Standing. It's okay. Kurt Russell, or not Kurt Russell, sorry, Jeff Bridges. Ooh, um, okay. He's great. Jeff Bridges. Yeah, it's a Jeff weird Bridges. cast. It's Jeff Bridges, and then Ellen Barkin plays Calamity Jane. David oh, Arquette okay. is in it doing some weird shit. Mm. And then weirdly, I guess he must have had a, a some sort of a soft spot for casting out-of-place actresses in Westerns because he oh, cast no. Christina Applegate in it. Mm. Oh, uh, interesting. Like Ed Married with Children era. Weird. Yeah. Oh, just, wow, okay. Which, yeah, huh. but I would recommend it's kind of got like a weird like there's flashbacks in it that almost look like mm. natural born killers like black. And okay. It's really weird. I like and mostly then, know like the wild bill through like uh, like Deadwood. I, I was right, a big fan right. of Deadwood. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then, of course, Wild Wild West is the death rattle. Sure. Of the 90s, Dude, um, I love that as a kid, even though it's like probably like terrible. I've actually never it's fully seen it. Not good. Seen parts of no, it. it's probably very bad, but I was it's like a kid. It's not good, but I'm sorry. The song still slaps. Oh, like, yeah. It's great. Good song. Will Smith. Do you remember? Yeah. It's a Stevie Wonder. Wonder, like yeah. the track. Do you remember yeah. their performance at the MTV Movie yeah. Awards where they, yeah, left Stevie, they left Stevie Wonder on stage? They left them on stage and Cisco had to go get him. Uh, <laughs> Cisco went and got him? Stevie Wonder was just sitting in the dark at his piano and nobody came to get him and then Cisco oh. came running out to get him. <laughs> oh man. Poor Steve, guy. God bless Cisco. Um, yeah, this I is the second week in a row that we've mentioned Cisco. Which oh is shit, really you're crazy. right. Yeah, Cisco is getting a lot of play on the podcast. <laughs> Um, we should, Cisco should have been our guest for Year of the Dragon. Um, I think we could have got him if we paid him like $200 on Cameo. Like, I think I'm, you could have. Yeah, Cisco just has the thong song and whatever mm-hmm. he did with Drew Hill. I was going to say, he had some shit with Drew Hill and, and the yeah. Wild Wild West. Right. Thing. Well, on the note of Drew Hill, let's get into the quick and the dead because <laughs> I wish Drew Hill just did the soundtrack for... And Cisco did have that show called Cisco Shakedown that had like... That. Okay, Ooh, it, it, it really imprinted in my head. You guys should look it up. It's, <laughs> it's like this is my last thing about Cisco, but again, it like it left a heavy mark in my childhood brain. <laughs> this goes straight down. The entire premise of the show is that it was like a spring break show that, and summer break, so he, mm. they'd bring him back on MTV. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I, I mentioned last time on the podcast that he like really rocked like a metallic hairdo for a long time. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. that's important. So he would get you <laughs> like in Cancun, like you'd be like on like a cruise ship uh, <laughs> dancing. So it's kind of like America's bandstand, but if he wanted to like escalate you into like the height of the competition for best dancer, he would spray paint an S on your stomach. So sometimes he'd like be momming over her. Like this was on her. MTV. Yeah. Like faking them out. And I then had like, to have seen this. This was when I watched MTV. I definitely had to have seen this at some it's, point. Oh, it was, I it was one of the most this. bizarre shows ever. Oh, I have so. seen Cisco Shakedown. 
this is all yeah. coming back to me now. Yeah, it's one oh, of the yeah. laziest premises for any TV show ever. Just like give him a spray can. Cisco's gonna brand a bunch of people on spring break. It's gonna be great. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm looking to still. I guess sometimes you could be at a mansion, but right. his style was very. It was it, it's all its coming time. back. Yeah. It's all, it's like it's it's really relevant. I can't again. wait okay. for guys to start dressing like Cisco again. That's <laughs> um, gonna be great. I mean, Lil Nas um, X does have some derivative outfits. Someone should yeah. definitely remind him of that in an interview. You know, Cisco <laughs> paved the way for you. <laughs> so you know. All right. The quick and the dead. A winner-take-all sudden-death contest is about to take place. I now declare the quick draw competition open. But now, there's a new face in town. You're pretty. You're not. The kind of woman who knows that the fastest way to a man's heart is a Colt 45. The Quick and the Dead. Are you prepared to go? All the way. Starring Sharon Stone, Oscar winner Gene Hackman, Leonardo DiCaprio, Gary Sinise, and Lance Hendrickson. Directed by Sam Raimi of Darkman and Army of Darkness. I'm gonna kill you if I have to ride all the way to hell to do it. The Quick and the Dead. You're either one or the other. Now on video cassette, exclusively from Columbia TriStar Home Video. A mysterious drifter known simply as the lady, uh. played by Sharon Stone. Her name is Ellen, but, you know, she's the lady. She enters the small town of redemption looking for revenge. The town is controlled by a crusty pile of shit named John Herod, played by Gene Hackman, who has recently yeah. announced a quick draw tournament for the town's best gunslingers. The lady enters the tournament under the guise of wanting the prize money, but really she just wants to put a bullet in Herod because he's responsible for the death of her father, played by Gary Sinise in flashbacks. The lady quickly eliminates, I keep reading it as if like I just wrote like this lady or something. And then I'm like, oh, <laughs> I don't no, know. why did I do that? So some lady, <laughs> the lady quickly eliminates every greasy pimp and slime ball in redemption while forming a bond with court played by Russell Crowe. Yeah. A former member of Herod's crew who has given himself to Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, and no longer wants to be a bad boy. There's also, like we said, babyface Leonardo DiCaprio as the kid who is not only Redemption's hottest and fastest gunslinger, but might also be Herod's bastard child. Outside of those Oscar nominees and winners, we also get treated to a murderer's row character actors like Lance Henriksen, Keith David, Mark Boone Jr., Pat Hingle, and Roberts Blossom. And that's Sam Raimi's The Quick and the Dead. For our podcast, it's we're lucky to be able to talk about it because it sits at 58% on RottenTomatoes.com. Yeah. It does feel like, like a movie that could get a little bit of, of critical boost. Like, yeah. At yeah. some point. I kind of thought that we would watch the movie or I would watch the movie alone in my apartment and see it as like kind of like a shaggy dog, but like I would like it. I was like pretty transfixed by like some of like the looks and trick of the film. Yeah, we can talk about the premise, but like I, I was like pretty fucking into it the whole oh, yeah. time. Yeah. It's like so stylish. Yeah. yeah. When you asked earlier, Max, like how into Westerns we are, like I was going to say, like I like them, but sometimes like what can hold me aback is that like the, the female character has like nothing to do besides like go grab beers or or, or worry. Good. Um, and I'm great at <laughs> both those things, but yeah, I just like, I go do fetch some like, beer. <laughs> it's I every do woman like, in the West. <laughs> right? I do like that, like, the Sharon Stone character is the lead, but it's, like, not... I mean, if it was done today, I think that, Max, you always say that something's, like, a feminist t-shirt. <laughs> like, I feel like it would be, like, a girl boss t-shirt Western. Right, right. But it really isn't. She's just captivating, and she plays, yeah. like, a really great Western hero. She yeah, has yeah. that sort of, like, broodiness that you mm. need. And I yeah. was, like, really impressed with her and her presence. And, and she, like, yeah. struggles. She, like, is yeah. afraid to, 
like kill, but then she yeah. like she has a full arc. Because she's not just like a killing machine. She's not just like because obviously she's doing like the Clint Eastwood part essentially, but mm-hmm. she doesn't mm-hmm. have there's like such a humanity that she brings oh, to yeah. it where yeah, you do see her wrestling with yeah, morally like what to do. And, and it still kind of lets her be a pimp too. Yeah. No, she's yeah. like so cool. Yeah. That's how Sam Raimi bitched her. You still get to be a pimp. Um, <laughs> do you know that this is like a big like passion project for Sharon oh, yeah. Stone? Yeah, yeah, she produced it. Really? She's responsible and for like this entire movie. She like she handpicked Sam Raimi because she was like such a big fan of Fucking Army of really? Darkness. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she so apparently like she apparently people like did not want like the studio didn't want like Leo in the movie yeah. so she like personally like paid his salary which is like crazy that like why wouldn't they he want was gonna be like Leo the next big the thing movie. he was already an Oscar nominee too it's like what's the problem for what Gilbert, uh, Gilbert Grape Gilbert Grape yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I, don't I think like Russell Crowe was like another person that like she yeah. had to like fight for like all yeah. these people that are like giants now yeah, like she completely, like she ushered the movie into existence pretty much. She was like, mm-hmm. the studios told her to make a list of directors and she literally just said, I just want Sam Raimi. I don't want anyone else. Yeah, she said she like wouldn't do it without Sam Raimi. And yeah. like she was 100% right. Yeah, and like pushing for Russell Crowe, it's his first American role. I mean, this is the same year as, as Virtuosity, a movie that mm. we talked about before, which He's is- He's really an, spooky in that movie though. insane Russell Crowe performance. Um, <laughs> I- I'm going to say it. This is the only Russell that I've ever seen that I would fuck. Like he's actually <laughs> like I get it. Like he he was a celebrity like grown up that I was like, why is someone's drunk dad famous? I, was like, I don't. <laughs> That's I'm also fucking... America's backup stepdad. That's what's like, cool about him though. Like I love like his current like big boy face. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. do. I do. I I kind of sell it into like getting along with him again in my head. Yeah. But, like oh, even yeah. during like Gladiator and shit, I'm like sure. I don't really get it he feels like more of a mom crush i feel like Like him and vigo like vigo's obviously really handsome well i just mean like i feel like a lot of moms like vigo and russell and that's true yeah it's 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 that vibe but i mean yeah he you don't like him in the insider you don't want to fuck him in the insider (laughs) no i think the insider is his best oh yeah that's like when i figured out is like oh he's like actually like a really good actor he's great he yeah. is really good. I, yeah. When I rewatch LA Confidential, which I'd seen in a while. Oh, he's so he's fun in that. Yeah, that. he is. Yeah. He's yeah. handsome I, in that too, though, I feel like. Uh, not this handsome. I think that Western garb suits him. It does too. suit him. I think um, sometimes if you put him in a suit or something, he kind of looks like stuffy. Sure. Yeah. Like you said, I, I do love his new phase of kind of owning how big he is. And like, yeah, it seems like yeah. only accepting parts, like if he gets to either gain weight or sit <laughs> down, which I think is tight. Um, I think it began with Body of Lies. I feel like Body of Lies is the beginning mm-hmm. of like, yeah. so you just want me to talk on the phone in the backyard? Tight. Let's do it. I'm in. And then I feel like by Unhinged, he's just like, so I could just oh, yeah. sit in the car seen. the entire time. Oh, that time. movie rules. He I'm rules boring. in it, I guess. But like, he's like, what's worth watching about Unhinged? Yeah. yeah. He's literally just chewing Viking in the entire movie and just trying to kill this woman for no reason. And he's like, he's doing what you're saying, where he's just like sitting in a car the whole time, but yeah. he's like so mad. Yeah. <laughs> like you can tell he was stoked when he read the script. He was like, this motherfucker's behind the wheel. The he's time. like, I'll take All right, I'm All right. Yeah. <laughs> Want me to do Vicodin? All right. <laughs> also because the woman in Unhinged is the character is so deeply unlikable that you're honestly like, yeah, I mean, fuck her. I don't really care. Like she is kind of a bitch to him. She's kind of just like, yeah, fuck you fat ass like kind of ignoring him and he's like I'm gonna teach you a lesson and then just ruins her life <laughs> but yeah this is this is pre pre all that he's a sweet um, character here yeah I was yeah he's a good like guy a, good he's a really boy. good guy I like him here I like everyone here oh yeah. a lot young DiCaprio so I watched this during my DiCaprio phase after mm-hmm. Titanic came or Romeo plus Juliet came out when I was mm-hmm. like a preteen and I remember like giving it a thumbs down because like spoiler alert to people like 
Leo does not live throughout yeah. the movie. He's the and most upsetting. Sad, too. Also, he's upsetting. so fucking good in his How many films? times did he have to die before he was like 27? On <laughs> I was he's like, been- dude, this motherfucker is like one of the most dead young actors on screen. <laughs> like, yeah, he's so fucking good in that scene. And like, he's like so charismatic and fun throughout the yeah. movie. Yeah. That, like, I'm sorry, that little, that new twink that we have is no him. We talk like, about Chalamet? I sure am. Oh, Chalamet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, he's fine. He's pretty. He has the sure. cheekbones, but like, he d- he doesn't have, he doesn't brush uh, what DiCaprio had. And no, he does like, not Leo's come like close yeah. to fucking Rivers. Sure. I was just like, dude. Chalamet doesn't, it. yeah, he doesn't have I don't think he has the range, honestly. He so. works like a bland guy in Dune. Like, that's what the character's kind of yeah. supposed to be. And I would love to see because- him play a scumbag or something. Mm. Yeah, like, totally, just totally. do something a little, yeah. just to and switch like, it up. With DiCaprio here, it's like he's good right out of the gates. And it's not just because, like, we all know that he becomes, like, a super famous person. But, like, immediately, you're, like, your eyes are drawn to him. Like, he has that great morning with... Uh, Sharon Stone that's really cute mm. and funny yeah. and then his like little scene at the gun store is really cute and like you probably know that he's gonna he's gonna he's a goner yeah, yeah. And, and the whole thing is that he believes that Gene Hackman and his, is his dad um, but you know there's no paternity tests and uh, no 23 and me oh, back in the day no, baby. no so Gene Hackman it's really easy for Gene Hackman to be like I don't know what the fuck you're talking about I'm not your dad I'm like that story is like so sad like Gene Hackman yeah. just like won't acknowledge it at all he With seems to like scene. have like some remorse about killing him even though like he does it yeah like yeah, yeah. i tried to give him an out and he wouldn't take it yeah that's like as much as he can give him but like again like he won't even hold his hand when he reaches out for him which yeah. is so sad yeah but yeah you forget how good leo is at that kind of vulnerable like yeah. boyish like crying scene like he almost just like a music video actor. so well when he cries there's just something mm-hmm. really like affecting about it oh, yeah. um no. i haven't when was the last time he did something like that i don't think he does it anymore i, I don't think like, he's like, done it Shutter since Island. he's like he does yeah. have a big like crying okay. phase. I think Shutter like, Island is still my favorite performance of his. Yeah, I, I love really Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, I, I was gonna it. say I'm, Wolf of Wall Street's like my favorite. Wolf of Wall, that and Shutter yeah. Island. I I don't know. I think what he has to do in Shutter Island is pretty. Oh yeah, it's great. Yeah, I, I don't know. I also I just great. like I love Romeo plus Juliet. Like I yeah. think the film doesn't work if. Mm. Especially yeah. Romeo doesn't work. And so, mm-hmm. I don't know. I love him in that. Just like, just because he made a bunch of girls horny doesn't mean that there wasn't. But yeah, I feel like he hasn't done the like boyish, vulnerable mm. cry. Well, he's like not he boyish was, like, anymore. He's definitely not boyish no. anymore. No, yeah. he, he was it's funny how like boy. you see how young he, like he looks so young here, but then the next year is Romeo and Juliet. And yeah. then right after that is Titanic. And he just like, Really, pretty much starts rapidly aging. Yeah, from here on out, like from the beach. Still looks, on. From the beach yeah, yeah. On. The beach is like the turning point. That's when he starts mm-hmm. to get a little bloated looking. He um, starts to look like your college RA. <laughs> <laughs> they like really like emphasize that he's like a kid. I feel like they even like give so him like young. big yeah. clothes. Yeah, he looks like. Cara Devigny or something. You know what I mean? Like, he has, like, just, like, he's, like, all eyebrow. He's just so Cara fucking Delevingne? pretty. Yeah, sorry. Mo- oh, yeah. You know, we should talk about, obviously, Sam Raimi and what a, you know, we said how Sharon Stone really went out of her way to make sure that he made this movie. I mean, at this point, he's coming off Army of Darkness, correct? That's mm. his last movie before this. And, yeah, obviously, not a lot of people are thinking, like, yeah, let's have this guy direct a Western. But, right. yeah, like, it's such an amazing match. Mm-hmm. I think the first time that I watched this, I wasn't as in love with it. I don't know why. I don't know. Whatever. Sometimes you're just like not in the right mood for something. But watching it this time, I was like, oh, this fucking rules. Like, this is Mm -hmm. so fucking good. It's so good. Because like the premise is like so simple. It's just a gunfight. They're just going to pick one another off. And then it gives like Raimi the chance to just sort of like 
play around. Oh yeah. In, yeah. Like, every like duel way. Like, looks totally different, which is fun. Yeah. Wild yeah I think he talked about you- that. Yeah. How he, he was like, I wanted to make sure that every single, you know, it's really just two people standing across from each other. He still found yeah. a way to make sure that every one of them felt different in some way, mm. which is so fucking hard. Yeah. I don't know what I would do with that. I'd be like, yeah. fuck, I don't know. It's such a fun premise to be like, ah, maybe like duels and Westerns. Let's make a whole movie with just duels. Yeah. <laughs> duels. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine yeah. Like, like stumbling into a town where they're just like, yeah, we just kill each other. Every day, <laughs> so like, good luck. Anytime I watch movies, like this is like another movie where I watch where I'm just like, I would have died so young. So if I, lived there, yeah. I would be so dead. I was like, I don't know if I would just be a waiter then too, or I would like, Oh, I would for sure. Just be a bar went. You'd be which I, I will say like one of the first words in this entire movie is like Sharon Stone goes into a bar and because she's a woman, the barman can't hear her. He just goes horse next door like three times. <laughs> horse next door. And I was like, dude, that's the name of our other podcast, Matt. Horse next door. <laughs> just the horse next. Yeah, that's Pat Hingle, man. Good old Pat. Got such a good face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even the characters that are like more set back work. Yeah, everyone like me. gets a moment, which is like cool. Yeah. And then it's like, even though it seems like the movie heavily suggests that like Sharon Stone and DiCaprio hook up like one night, like yeah. there's no tension when each of them no. sort of like pivot to other people. They're just like, yeah, yeah whatever. We fucked that one time. <laughs> I fucked this child. Yeah. Nothing. Don't worry about it. it was, I know. It's totally I mean... cool. I'm going to kill your dad. <laughs> um, did you guys watch the version that has the sex scene in it with Russell Crowe? Oh, no. Oh, there's a sex scene. Or like the beginning of a sex scene? No. Like where they is first, it like a director's Did you guys didn't see that? Um, <laughs> no. I guess so. There was originally a sex scene that was shot for the movie uh-huh. that uh, Sharon Stone and Sam Raimi both agreed did not need to be in it. And they cut it. Hmm. So it didn't get released oh. in the theatrical cut. But apparently okay. on the home video version of it. Was it hot? Um, no, uh, <laughs> no, it wasn't. It's actually weird because it's right uh, after she leaves town and she's huh. like, I'm not coming oh. back. And it starts raining. And then she comes back to town. Mm. Um, after she uh, who who's the guy that she sees it was, at the graveyard like the undertaker guy yeah yeah like, but um, he was like friends with her and her dad it seems like yeah. it seems like yeah. they had a relationship it's right yeah. after that which is even weirder because you're it, it kind of is basically saying like she leaves town it starts yeah. raining she sees this guy that reminds her of her father's death and then is like i need to go fuck that pastor back in town <laughs> so it's really weird she rides okay. back into town he's just drenched I don't know how he's just walking around for some reason. And then she like goes up to him in her room, just starts taking her clothes off. He's talking about God. And then he just starts stuttering because he's like, oh my God, those are titties. And he, can't, <laughs> like, he, can't take he turns it. into a cartoon wolf. Yeah, he's just, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, he's just like stuttering at the sight of her titties. And then like she just starts sucking his dick. You're Wait, lying. Really? No, I'm not lying to you. I mean, what? you don't see that, obviously. Sure. No, she literally is kissing him. And then she says, promise me you'll leave here. And then she slowly goes down and exits the frame. I mean, the only thing she could be doing is yeah. fucking sucking his dick. It just sure. holds on Russell Crowe. Uh, I bet like old timey Western dicks were like nasty. Too. Oh, his dick. <laughs> It smells so bad. It probably smells so fucked up. (laughs) So she definitely starts sucking his dick, which I was like, this is so crazy. Like... She comes back in the pouring rain and is like, please leave here and I'll suck your dick. And then it's like this idea of like, she has to like, she sucks this guy's dick and then the next day is like, I have to shoot you. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, if anything, so I think it would almost kind of also give away the ending. It, it makes no sense. Like I can see, I don't know why, someone was horny at Sony and was like, we got to put that It probably It seems like they were like, oh, Sharon Stone's. Sam Raimi was probably like, oh my yeah, God, they that. probably think I wanted this in the director's cut this or something. Awful. Like, when, when was Basic Instinct? Three years before. It was 92. Okay, sure. Yeah, she this was is like the like, sex plot of the time. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, the 90 to 95 is like her prime. And then, mm-hmm. well, this is the year she gets nominated for her Oscar for Casino. Mm. Who did she lose to again? Uh, oh, did she not win that? No. Win. Oh, that's she crazy. Should've she should have won. Yeah, she should have. She should have an Oscar. Like, she's great. She used to come into she a restaurant that I worked at a lot oh, in yeah. LA. Like, the nicest person. Oh, really? That's cool. That's nice Nice and fun. Like, like oh, cool. Like, Love not, like, she that. would always come in with, like, three girlfriends mm-hmm. and have, like, afternoon champagne she lost to Susan fries. Sarandon in Dead Man Walking. Okay. I haven't seen that movie. I haven't seen Fair. it. So yeah, it was Sharon Stone and Casino up against Susan Sarandon, who won Elizabeth mm-hmm. Shue in Leaving Las Vegas, who's very good. Yeah, Meryl Streep in Bridges of Madison County, and Emma Thompson in Sense and Sensibility. I like that performance too. Yeah, it was a good year. Yeah, was a good year. Ninety five was a great fucking year. Maybe not so much at the Oscars per usual, but just in general, like that's mm-hmm. a great fucking year. Yeah, and then she, I think everything kind of starts to go downhill after this movie, mm. unfortunately. Yeah. Um, yeah, she got like one flop. I haven't seen a lot of the, like Last Dance. I remember that one. I haven't seen. I haven't yeah. seen that. I have seen Sphere, the Barry Levinson movie. Yeah, I haven't not, seen that one. Not good. She like um, should still be huge though. Like it's crazy that she just kind I really of even like, like a decade. Yeah. yeah, I really even liked that Soderbergh show that she oh, was yeah. in. Largely I loved because Mosaic. Yeah. she was really good in it. Like she's like she a really, really captivating good. actor. Like I, yeah. I, I hope that she comes back to do more things like that because yeah, she has she has a lot more in her, I feel like. Yeah, but, you would think that she would have had a she's, stronger comeback, I feel like, mm, in the yeah. post kind of Me Too era. Yeah, revealing like how fucking awful she was treated and disposed of in that yeah. era. Um, she has offered to take over the Kim Cattrall role in the Sex and the City. Oh, really? Yeah. Which I, I, I've never seen that. Yeah, I've never I, seen that show I either. imagine that she would be great. I liked Kim Cattrall a lot, but yeah. like if you're someone who can step into the Samantha role, like for sure. Like, or just yeah. like create oh, a new yeah. role for Sharon Stone. I know, yeah, right? Fucking. It's just like, just fucking do it. Has anyone seen her Gloria, the remake that Sidney Lumet did? No. It, it sounds really bad. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I forgot. She is in Broken Flowers. She's really good in Broken Flowers. Mm. Oh, she's oh, yeah, really she's funny. Her that. daughter's name Lolita. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's really That's good such a it. good bit. Yeah. I think the only other time we covered her, besides, oh no, well, obviously no, we, we did, did Slither. Basic. Slither and Basic yeah. Instinct and Diabolique. Mm. We did all the erotic thrillers oh, with her. bad. Diabolique is very bad. It's one of the worst. Slither's worse. (laughs) I think Um, that Diabolique is worse because it's boring. Mm. Uh, Diablo is boring. Or have you seen Sliver, Michael? Sl- no, I haven't Sliver. seen it. <laughs> I see that's the thing. Like, <laughs> I think you should watch Slither because, yeah. like, it's like it's like what the fuck is happening? You should watch <laughs> Sliver. It makes okay. no sense. It's it, it's Billy Baldwin trying to like be Alec and. Oh, he's so it was yeah, like, like Billy. He would get wait. for like the erotic thriller with Sharon Stone. Like Billy it, seems like a weird choice for that. Yeah, Billy. Oh yeah, it was Billy. There's a whole thing about how he just has a volcano in his room, and no one ever <laughs> talks. But they never like identify those, like, why. Yeah. Wait, like uh, like one of those like paper mache ones. Yeah, but like fancier. Oh. Yeah, but like she okay. walks. Like there's a scene I'll never forget. It. She walks in when they're about to fuck, and she looks at his volcano and just goes, "What's that?" And he just goes, "Volcano." And then they move on. That's it. That's all you hear is volcano. You know, uh, <laughs> it's never addressed again. That seems cool, actually. <laughs> He's really no, cool. I was say, like, there's nothing in Diabolique's like, like if I explained it to you, Diabolique like, oh, does just fuck. suck. You would just be like, <laughs> why did you do it. this? There's Sliver. like several things in Slither that I think that, yeah. Sliver, sorry, like, not isolate. Slither. I keep saying Slither, but it's Sliver. It doesn't matter. It's, it doesn't it matter, but I don't think she's done. Like, I think that she will yeah. do. She's good in alpha dog she is unfortunately having to wear a horrible prosthetic fat suit in one scene oh yeah which movie is this alpha dog dog. oh okay 
she is good in it though. Mm. But it's just, yeah, unfortunately, she has to give a really heart-wrenching monologue in the worst process. And it kind of just cancels it out. Oh, yeah, she was in The Laundromat, the Soderbergh movie. So it looks like Soderbergh's giving her work. Yeah, that's good. I mean, that's... She did three episodes on The Flight Attendant, which I've never seen. I hear that show's good. Oh, yeah. I like that show. Yeah. I haven't seen it. And and then We haven't even talked about Hackman. We haven't definitely We got to talk about Hackman. Hackman's so great in this. I love he's just playing like his like villain from Unforgiven, but like he's a badass in this one. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of cool too. Like, I yeah. mean, he's really evil. The thing, like, sure. someone should describe Gary Sinise's death. The, I the- totally forgot that that's how he died. And when it yeah. happened, I literally went, oh my God. Yeah, <laughs> I was, I was like, oh say, no. <laughs> like, I think that's the other thing about like Western sometimes, like because they plot along, you're like, okay, I know, I know that probably this is going to happen. Or this mm. is going to happen. And then like the end, the final ending, I'm like, okay that seems like what i thought was going to happen mm. but the but that i was like holy shit like what's so fuck, dude someone needs that to, would that would ruin my life yeah. i would probably just slide into a horrible depression instead oh, of like seeking know. revenge i'd like i don't know what to do with myself yeah but that's why um, she gets so good at shooting exactly. yeah her origin story yeah she really learned her lesson uh, she's <laughs> like i gotta never miss again I, I guess we should save that one for whoever wants to watch yeah this, that's who true hasn't seen that's, it before because that's that's a truly shocking one yeah. but Hackman is, I, I again like a you know like one be, of like cinema's greatest like bastards. He like loves being evil, and it's like so fun to watch. Yeah, he's like yeah. he loves it. I, I also bet he was like good in bed. He's like he's, yeah. There's no bullshit. Does Hackman eat pussy? Yeah, I actually have a note that's like <laughs> you think Hackman eats pussy. He does not. I have like a note that says like, oh, really? To me, like Hackman is like of like the three dudes in the movie. He's like he's the king at it. Sure, I'm, yeah. I mean, I do, I've always been like DiCaprio hasn't since no. he was probably this age, like since he like sure. wanted to date models that were older than him. Right. But I don't <laughs> think he, he I don't to. think he's like bowed down since. Yeah. I bet I bet Crow eats pussy. I think Crow might. Be. He's hungry. That's a meal. I don't know. I think he can still he can write that off as a meal. It's all a little like lobster bib. Yeah. No, I don't think so. Okay. I think that maybe I might be like judgmental about Australians. I feel like whenever an Australian we when we play this game, I'm just like, no, they don't. Hackman's a guy that I just can't even imagine. Like, I feel like he just doesn't have time for that. Like him and Tommy Lee Jones are guys that I'm just like, but he feels like a guy to me. He feels he feels like a guy to me that's like an old time kind of dude that like has to know how to like change an engine like he just has to be efficient sure. at everything yeah yeah like he's like well i'm not gonna like not know how to like cook my eggs the way i want like, you know like he's just like i kind of oh, know how to do everything i had to learn sure. um, pussy so he had like, to learn to, in the 70s that's when the problem, yeah. exactly um, so i kind of mm-hmm. think that he i'm gonna still go to bat okay them. i mean sure. listen yeah. you would know better than me I, yeah right I not actually gene hackman though the way that i think when i had my Denzel phase in quarantine where mm. I was just like, oh yeah, Denzel really is the fucking best. Like, yeah, yeah. Come on. Like, holy mm-hmm. shit. With Hackman, it's another guy. Like every time, every time I watch a Hackman performance, I'm like, this guy might be the best. Like yeah. Yeah. of his era. Like I think him and 70s Jack Nicholson are my favorites, but oh. I, I can't think of a single bad Gene Hackman performance. Because mm-hmm. there isn't like, one, I don't think. No. I haven't seen Welcome to Mooseport, but I bet sure. he fucking crushes it. I, I bet, bet he crushes I, I bet it. he goes out big. <laughs> he retired his, knowing that was his best performance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ray Romano will always be known as the last actor to share the screen with Gene Hackman. So. <laughs> well, now <laughs> Romano's like a good actor, though. I know. He's really good. I love yeah. the Ray Romano resurgence. Yeah. I was going to say, like, he's one of the better things in the Made for Love 
TV show. He's great. Mm-hmm. I love Ramona. Yeah. He he yeah. needs he's to great get in the Irishman. Like a, he's like real funny in that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's fucking great. I I love Hackman just fucking walking around. <laughs> yelling at the townspeople about how poor they are he's literally <laughs> yeah. just like he's like you guys are so fucking poor i don't know how you got all this money to pay to like have me killed but uh you yeah, have to like, give it to me <laughs> like what a piece of shit <laughs> yeah he sucks so much because he just like enjoys sucking and then yeah. that scene when yeah. he invites sharon stone to dinner oh, is like yeah. also really good because he's like why did you come and she's like you invited me <laughs> some good like eating acting there where he's like the way he eats like eats yeah. that apple with a knife it's like so cool yeah yeah Every, yeah. like good Western villain like has like a fun like eating scene I feel like also just his final scream is amazing oh yeah, yeah. his death is, is hilarious it's, that's an amazing he like fl- like flips yeah. back like a thousand times yeah <laughs> Oh, the shot really of fun. him seeing the hole in his chest and his shadow yes. is so yeah. good. And then, like, the light going through yeah, it is, like, so it's cool. So it's so fucking good. Like, this is what movies are for. Yeah. yeah. this. I'm so glad that, that Sharon Stone got Sam Raimi to direct this movie. Yeah. yeah. I think when you said, like, thinking about the modern version of this as, like, some sort of, like, t-shirt feminist movie, <laughs> um, I, I actually, when I was watching it, was dreading the Edgar Wright version of this movie. Oh. Oh, my God. As and, two I'm people that just that, watched. That's yeah. interesting. But, like, Edgar Wright, like, clearly, like, loves Raimi. Oh, no. I uh, Before Last Night in Soho. <laughs> yeah, oh, sure, sure. I wouldn't have Yeah, really I'm not a much... huge fan of that movie either. He uh, seems yeah, like a Sam Raimi that, yeah, like, doesn't know how to change like a car tire or something but anyway <laughs> just a, a shout out to to keith david and lance henriksen yeah keith david's look in this movie is so cool oh it's so good it's his voice too keith david has one yeah. of the best yeah. Yeah. voice in the world he's so good in it yeah keith david's death in this is insanely funny it's so oh, yeah <laughs> that like the, the view of the shot like yeah. the hole yeah. in his head is it's so, so cool <laughs> It's like very love- Looney Tunes, this movie. Yeah, it is. yeah. yeah. And- no, it's, it's like a big, like, comic book movie, but, like, yeah. a good one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're, and you said you love Raimi, right? Yeah, I love Raimi. What's your favorite Raimi movie? I mean, I love, like, Evil Dead and Evil Dead Say a lot. Sure, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Uh, anything else that we want to add about Quick and the Dead? Before no, because as long as I got to say Horse Next Door. <laughs> Great sound effects. Oh, yeah, fantastic. All the whizzing yeah. noises as like bullets are oh, going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, I just laugh so hard when they blow his house up every time. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. I'm confused. All I hear from you, you spineless cowards, is how poor you are. How you can't afford my taxes, my protection. And yet somehow, you've all managed to find the money to hire a professional gunfighter to kill me. Where's all this money coming from? If you got so much to spare, I'm just gonna have to take some more off you. Because you clearly haven't got the message. This is my town. If you live to see the dawn, it's because I allow it. I decide who lives or who dies. Moving on to the Quick and the Dead's reviews, it has a 58%. It has a lower audience score of 53%. Oh, wow. Because they took away that sex scene from the (laughs) Russell Crowe stuttering while talking, quoting Bible (laughs) verses. Roger Ebert gave it kind of a mixed review. He said, Hmm. as preposterous as the plot was, there was never a line of Hackman dialogue that didn't sound as if he believed it. The same can't be said, alas, for Sharon Stone. Whoa. We apparently believe that so if she mean. played her character as silent, still, impassive, and mysterious, we would find that interesting. More swagger might have helped. That's like yes. the character, though. She has yeah. swagger, too. Yeah. I don't think that he would have been saying the same thing about, like, a Clint Eastwood performance. I don't like, think, I think I, not just, exactly like, right. I'm not trying to cancel Raj. Raj is great. He needed that fuck scene, for sure. If anybody needed that fuck <laughs> yeah. scene, it was Raj. <laughs> a lot of shit talking about Sharon Stone. Uh, the Wall Street Journal it. said, Miss Stone, she alternates 
between two expressions here, sullen and aghast. Then again, if you were listed on the credits as the co-producer of this violently dull piece of schlock, Whoa. you would look that way. Who would think this is too. dull? I know. I can't imagine, like, I can, whatever spoiled. if you don't like it, but like, yeah, dull? Like, come on. Yeah. Uh, the Oscar Chronicle said it's a mess and one that even the pickled cowboys behind me found yawningly tedious. And that's not something I ever thought I'd be saying about a Sam Raimi movie with the word dead in the title. Peter Travers of Rolling Stones said Quick and the Dead plays like a crazed compilation of highlights from famous Westerns. Raimi finds the right look but misses the heartbeat. You leave the film dazed instead of dazzled as if an expert marksman had drawn his gun only to shoot himself in the foot. I thought that said face at first. I was like, sure. <laughs> and finally, Jonathan Rosenbaum said Sam Raimi tries to do a Sergio Leone and though this he doesn't though that's the, the whole point is he's yeah. doing Sam Raimi uh, and though this 1995 feature is highly enjoyable in spots it doesn't come across as very convincing perhaps because nothing can turn Sharon Stone into Charles Bronson oh everyone's real wrong yeah I was reading like Wikipedia like Raimi like blames himself for this movie too where he's like yeah like my visual style like it didn't work so like it's like sad that he like yeah. took that all to heart. Oh, really? But it did work. That's, yeah. I mean, it I guess, totally works. Yeah. I mean, it's found its audience. Like, I think that yeah. a lot more people appreciate this movie now mm. for sure. Yeah. Um, like, I would definitely say this is a cult classic in a lot yeah. of ways. Like, I think it needs like a bigger resurgence, but like, yeah, there's definitely I agree. Like, a cult building. Yeah. I think Sharon Stone is going to do some, I think that people are going to revisit like her and people will never stop watching. For sure. The yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Sharon Stone and this movie need a resurgence. Does anyone know what movie beat it out by $100,000? No. <laughs> Billy Madison. So oh. I can't argue with that. What a great weekend at the movies. Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah, this movie barely made half its budget back. Wow. Well, they also released it in February. Like oh, right that's before weird. Valentine's Day. I mean, why would you oh. release this in February? No, it's a summer release. Yeah, this is a total summer movie. All right, who's who's everyone's MVP? That's Sharon. I, yeah. I mean, like, he, it is like Sharon Stone's movie, but like Hackman's like so fun in this movie. I guess I was it's expecting like, him to be fun where sure. it, it made me angry for her on her yeah. behalf to be like, you should have been cast in more things where oh, you're definitely. like the cool hero. Like, yeah, yeah. There why like does Charlie like Theron get to make Atomic Blonde? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you you could have had sure. a career being mm-hmm. like that. So, mine, mine was with a. And again, sure. I've served her several times and she's a nice lady. So yeah. I'm sure she's listening. That's good <laughs> I, I, Beyond nice. Like actually yeah. seemed like someone that like, like I would hang out with. Like she That's was actually like cool to know. Too. Yeah. I, I guess like Hackman, I think gets the best performance in the movie. But again, that's not surprising. Like he's yeah. incredible. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Sharon Stone like brought the movie into existence. She got yeah. Sam Raimi. She got Russell mm-hmm. Crowe. She paid Leo's yeah. salary, which is crazy. Yeah. I hope he paid her back because he has way yeah. more money than her now. Yeah. <laughs> I hope she called him, hey, motherfucker. <laughs> I need some money. <laughs> no one's hiring. She should work with Raimi again. That'd be cool. That'd be fun. No, but it should be like a big Sharon Stone renaissance. I think there has to be. Like her and Demi Moore, I feel like both mm. need their like actual comeback. I was coming through Texas on my way to Mexico. I needed some time to hide out. I should have known better. Didn't take too long before it started. It's not a good idea to be looking at Mr. Doyle's girl that way. I seem to remember a guy once told me this is a free country. Now you're free to go. Two bootlegging gangs from Chicago took over this town. You got Strazzi and the Italians on one side and Doyle and his Irish boys on the other. Maybe I can make some money. Well, you came to the right place, sir, because everybody here is making a lot of money. His name's Smith. At least that's what he says. Did you get that car of yours fixed yet? It's hoping maybe you could help me pay the damages. I guess maybe you'll have to kill me. It'll hurt if I do. 
How would you like to kill Strathy? I figure you for the kind of guy who goes to the highest bidder. Thousand dollars, Mr. Doyle. Nobody's worth that much. Now you've been going back and forth playing both sides. Make yourself a lot of money out of all this. One little second you think you're gonna get away free and clear. You end up paying the price. Nothing personal. Okay, Walter <laughs> Hill's prohibition set, Last Man Standing, is a second adaptation of Kurosawa's Yojimbo after Sergio Leone's A Fistful of Dollars, which are indebted to Dashiell Hammett's The Glass Key and Red Harvest, making this the stars born of Westerns. I didn't know that second fact. I think you could argue this is the stars born of Westerns. They're going to make yeah. another one at some point. <laughs> in Hill's 1996 iteration, podcast heavyweight champion Bruce Willis stars as a mysterious John Smith, a drifter who finds himself stuck in the small Texas town of Jericho after a bunch of Irish guys fuck up his car. Yeah. When Bruce Dern's cowardly sheriff refuses to help Smith, he challenges Finn, one of the Irish guys who fucked up his car, to a duel. Smith kills Finn with ease, which catches the attention of a local Italian mob boss Strozzi, played by Ned Eisenberg. Relation to Jesse or nah? I doubt it. Just okay. Really he seems am, like I'm a gonna go ahead and say no. <laughs> he seems like just someone famous as kid to me. Right. Who hires Smith to help him take out the Irish mob? They're battling for control of the town. Smith realizes that the Italians are also pretty shitty and he can't stop fucking their mistresses, which inevitably gets him caught up in a gang war that sees him playing both sides in attempt to get them just to kill each other. Oh yeah, Christopher Walken is in this as Hickey, the Irish mob leader's enforcer. Michael, how do you say his name? Imperioli. Imperioli. I've never seen Sopranos. Is, of Mm -hmm. course, an Italian gangster. And most notably, Leslie Mann pops up for a few minutes. And that's, that's, that's Last Man Standing. A few beautiful minutes, in my opinion, really. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it was funny seeing Leslie Mann in this and then watching Wild Bill and seeing Christina Applegate and being like, this is an interesting pattern. <laughs> She's actresses. funny in this movie. Yeah. She's really funny. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, Last Man Standing has a, a 39%. Whoa, that's low. That's it, pretty low. Yeah. Yeah. This is another one, like, I just, I very much remember when this movie came out and just mm. not seeing it. Like, I remember seeing posters for it and seeing mm-hmm. it at video uh-huh. stores and shit um, and just having, like, no desire to see it. Sure. Was this your guys' first time seeing this? Yes. His look in this movie is not as, like, cool jacket as, Mm. like, I was describing (laughs) earlier. It's it's definitely, I don't really understand his look a little bit. That's what I'm going to say. All right. It's like, he's just like 20s guy, I guess. Yeah, he's kind of just the doing hat's sl- really throwing me on. He's like, doing like a sleepy Bogart, you know. Yeah, Bruce Willis yeah. is not like You're a right. hat guy, really, in general. I yeah. don't think he's a hat guy. Yeah. No. Which is weird because he's bald. Yeah. The hat was throwing me on. But he, he rocks being like a bald guy, though. I don't think anyone's ever rocked it that hard outside of like Jason Statham or something. Yeah. Um, no, I think Willis rocks it harder. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying like oh, those yeah. are the guys that you're just mm-hmm. like, yeah, you're bald and you look great. Was this your first time with it, Michael? Uh, I think I'd like watched bits of it on like TV before, but I, this is okay. my first time like watching the whole thing. I, I found it because it wasn't streaming and I, I found a really cheap uh, mm-hmm. one of those Blu ray combos. It was this mm-hmm. and Last Boy Scout. Um, oh, so now, now I, I own oh, Last Boy well, Scout I mean, twice now, which is great. Yeah. I have Last Boy Scout and I have a double feature of it. Where do you guys stand on Walter Hill? Uh, I like The Warriors a lot and I like I, have, I haven't seen like a ton of his movies and I like want to watch I was going to say I generally okay. like him though. Yeah. Oh, I've got, seen The Driver. The Driver's yeah. great. I think mm. The Driver I mean I love 48 Hours. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I, Extreme Prejudice, I think, is my favorite of his. It's I haven't a seen that one. Really, I've never seen that. Really like violent westernish like noir thriller uh, with Powers Booth and Nick. Ooh, Monty. I love Powers Booth. It's really just like sleazy, yeah, gritty, like super fucking violent. I love that one. I just watched uh, Undisputed, mm. Wesley Snipes being Rames Prison Boxing movie. Oh hell yeah! Oh, that um, sounds Wesley great. Snipes. I love. Yeah, that sounds cool. Honestly, I we definitely got to cover that at some point because that's a movie that has Wesley Snipes and and being Rames. Uh, Peter Falk plays. Uh, like a, a mobster who's in jail for tax evasion. Oh, okay. and you can't understand half the shit he's saying. I don't even <laughs> think he fucking opens his eyes at one point in the movie. Um, and then Master P and Silk the Shocker sing the national anthem. Wait, for, what? Is that crazy? Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of sounds like you're playing Mad Libs. No, no. the weirdest bit of casting in it, in it is uh, Fisher Stevens. Oh, cool. Who's Fisher that? Stevens is in it. Fisher Stevens, who, you know, fucking... Uh, he's in, like, Short Circus. And yeah, the Short Circus guy. <laughs> he's, like, a character. He's in a lot he's of Wes Anderson actor. movies now. Yeah. He is in this movie as a shit-talking arsonist named Ratbag. He's basically, like, Wesley Snipes' boy, who's just always, like, rubbing his back and warming him up, like, you're gonna fucking do this, you're gonna kill him. I know, I was like, this is insane. Anyway, we'll cover Undisputed at some point. It's pretty wild. Okay, yeah, um, that sounds great. I enjoyed that and Wild Bill, I think, more than this. Yeah. Although I, I don't dislike this movie. I don't dislike I, this. There's like cool stuff in it. It's like a very sleepy movie. There's, yes, there's anything, okay. yeah. It's sleepy but loud. Yeah. yeah. The loud sound mix fuck. is bad. It was a bad sound. It reminds mix, but, me, it remind, the sound mix reminded me of like From Dust Till Dawn. Mm. Like th- that is another movie that I want to fuck one of the leads so bad and you know which one it is. And I'm Claire just like, Quentin Tarantino. Tarantino. <laughs> <laughs> right. I just want him to wake me up every morning. Tell me you what to do. Wake up to my face. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just like, okay, I want to just like focus on being horny. And then it's just like so fucking, and it's not guns. It's not like necessarily just guns, but like the way yeah. that they're like the interplay with like the actual sound of everything else, like the mm. diegetic noise in the movie, like really fucks me. Sure. Um, okay. Going back to fucking what's her name? Leslie. I thought that her like her introductory scene is so funny and winning Mm -hmm. and like again one of the funniest scenes in a movie like this Mm -hmm. that I've seen that I guess I was just hoping that the movie was going to one keep her in it for a long time yeah right and then two kind of like have that sort of like jubilation throughout it because Mm -hmm. she plays like a hooker that's like really chatty and she's like chatty and like doing (laughs) during the (laughs) set (laughs) and I was like this is so funny (laughs) and I just wanted it to be about this chatty hooker yeah. the whores like, next door will be it's like very otherwise, like, <laughs> yeah, otherwise it's very self-serious outside of that one thing it is that's what i don't understand because it's like bruce willis like listen i love the guy like i've mm-hmm. championed him on every episode that he's ever but i feel like i consistently give him mvp no, he rules he rules yeah. But Especially in this I, period. I mean, I don't think he's mm. bad in this movie, but mm. I feel like this is a movie where it feels like he's trying to look cool. And mm. I think that like what makes him so cool is that it doesn't seem like he ever is trying. And I think yeah. it's the hat. It's like, <laughs> it's like when I put. <laughs> it's literally like the fucking, I think you should leave sketch where he's wearing the fedora. And they're like, he's always he's wearing that stupid fucking hat again. It's not- <laughs> Or it's like, it reminds me of when I put like, she's looking at me now, like a little like jacket on top of her. And she Mm. immediately like, that's my dog. She like shrinks. Like her body language is just like, oh, I don't like this. And I feel like there's a a little bit 
I mean, it that. seemed like he was kind of not, I mean, it seems like he was maybe on autopilot for this, like based on what mm. I read with him and Walter Hill okay. was just like, yeah, like we didn't talk much. He was like, he was mm. a pretty easy guy to work with, but we literally just like, we didn't communicate much. There was just like, we uh, met, okay. he got the part or, you know, they offered him the part, he took it. And then he was, Bruce Willis was kind of like, I get what you want me to do. You want me yeah. to do Bogart. I, I mm. gotcha. It's all good. And then they just didn't really speak much out of that. So sure. it seems like he was just kind of doing it to do it. He's not bad in it. He's just not bad yeah. in it, but it is the, it's, it is the most that I've seen him on like green he, saber he, mode. He, he's good with some of that dry narration. Yeah. I think he's it's well a cool suited to him as like a noir character. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's definitely well suited for it. It's really just like anytime there's like a shootout or squibs involved, mm-hmm. I, it's dope. I'm like, this oh, yeah. is fucking great. It, it started promising enough. It's kind of like a quick and the dead thing almost when he first shoots that guy and the guy just goes flying yeah. out of the place. I was like, oh, this is amazing. I can't wait for more of this. And I do and yeah. like how like everyone's kind of a piece of shit. Like, yeah. I think that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everyone sucks. It's not like the quick and the dead where you're like, well, these townspeople seem like pretty nice. Like, I, I, like, I like Leslie Mann and I kind yeah. of like Bruce Willis. There's kind of like no townspeople people though in this movie it's like all gangsters yeah i'm like who you're a gangster what are they profiting <laughs> off of each other like <laughs> yeah they're like selling i mean also with the plot i'm not like unlike quick in the dead there was just mm-hmm. points in this where i was just like i don't actually know what you're doing right now yeah me neither yeah and i think me. it's kind of supposed to be twisty mm-hmm. i assumed if you had seen like your jimbo or you know something like that you would maybe follow it more i, I don't know right. how loose it point. is in comparison yeah. to it but yeah i was just like I, I don't really fully know what's going on there's a lot of like when i had to go back because I, I couldn't remember certain plot points when i was writing the plot up and i had to go mm-hmm. back and look and i was like i don't even remember that happening yeah basically like he just rolls into this town and mm-hmm. they're just like fuck you they fuck his car up and then he's just like fucking all the women in the town so like, <laughs> you gotta kill this guy and then he gets the mobs to kind of turn it he's already he he's, like, like gets, keeps flipping sides yeah he's like manipulating them and they're like whose side mm-hmm. are you really on and he's like yeah. I guess you'll never know. Um, and that's kind of the whole movie. And then Walken shows up with a scar. Walken's like kind of the best part of this movie for me. He's Walken's having, Walken's having fun. Yeah. He's having, Walken's having fun. I love yeah. the scar. Walken also has the best line in the movie, which is just one of his last lines where he's. Oh, yeah. Basically gives up and he's like, he's like, I'm not going to die in Texas. He's like, I can't <laughs> yeah, die in Texas. Yeah, that is really funny. He's like, Chicago, maybe. So if you want to kill me, just come and look for me. <laughs> yeah, that is actually that. funny. That was yeah. great. Yeah, I guess like I wish the movie like could sustain like when it's funny. And I think that's also for me when Bruce Willis works the most. Yeah. Because he doesn't look like a funny person, but mm-hmm. he is really funny. Like in the yeah, last yeah. Boy Scout. And mm-hmm. so when he's like hitting those lines you're just like okay motherfucker yeah. you rule but like they don't really give him that many funny things to say no. he just fucks everybody <laughs> he's like a this good like every man lives. which like this movie doesn't use at all yeah yeah and that also feels like the zone that and, that and now we know why that he got stuck in for too long mm. and more recent years are just sort of like a flatter character sure yeah, yeah. um like a better version of this, like I've like Bruce Wells would be like Sin City, where I feel like he's like yes. more like tuned yeah, in. Yeah, for sure. We should recast um, this movie with Pete Davidson. <laughs> just fucking everybody. This fucking guy is fucking all fucking of our lives. Fucking everybody. He fucked my mistress. He fucked my wife. He fucked my daughter. I can't believe this shit. So why they like keep sending them off on buses? Like also like very funny. Though I don't think the movie thinks it's funny. Oh yeah. I know. Yeah, I like, would, yeah. I love that. Yeah, they like he like tricks them into thinking also that he just like that like a bunch of guys came in and shot like 15 people and their mob and they're like i don't know this seems kind of fishy and he's like yeah, i don't know what to tell you seems like the shooters and they're like i don't know man did this movie do well no oh did it okay no no it's a hat it's yeah it came out yeah. in september 1996 and it it bombed i think walter hill was a guy who really 
thrived in the 70s and 80s. And I think the 90s is when he kind of started to fall off because this and Wild Bill were back to back. They both flopped. He did a movie that he he took his name off of it because he left production called Supernova Mm. that I've always been curious about with James Mm. Spader and Angela Bassett. Oh, yeah. Oh, we have I to cover that at some point. It's a sci-fi movie. So he left it. This guy, Jack Shoulder, who was like, I think one of the guys who directed one of the Nightmare on Elm Street sequels mm. came in. I think he did the gay one. Is that the second one? Yeah. I want to say it's him. I think he came in and then Francis Ford Coppola edited it. No. Uh, also had a like kind of ghost directed parts of it. Really? And after we're done with this, look up the trailer for Supernova. It is uh-huh. one of the craziest trailers I've ever seen in my life. I'm looking at some stills. It's insane. James Spader kind of looks hot in this movie. Who knows? Oh, apparently there's a lot of fucking in it. It's Spader, so there's got to be fucking in it. Yeah. Yes, the trailer just... is wild because there's like five different songs in it, and they're all just like you're just like what what is happening? <laughs> what is oh, this Luke movie trying Phillips to sell is in me? This shit? Yeah, Peter Facinelli's the villain. Robin Tunney's in it. Um, and then yeah. Uh, undisputed and then from there i think it's like he does kind of gone now right like he's not doing too much he has a, his comeback is this year he is oh, really premiering at the venice film festival oh what i think i did hear about that dead for a dollar mm. good name uh, yeah it is about a bounty hunter and it's starring willem dafoe oh, Christoph yeah. oh Waltz, well. and benjamin bratt oh that's good okay it's oh, gonna be good I'll I'm see. there. Yeah, I'm in. And Rachel yeah. Brosnahan. I mean, that cast rules. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Walter Hill, like when he was on, man, like his yeah. shit is good. I haven't seen another 48 hours. I want to watch it, though. I've heard it's kind of fun. It, yeah. I think it's funnish. Yeah. And again, I, for some reason, I have not seen his most popular movie. I've never seen The Warriors. Oh, really? That movie, was, that movie is cool. I want to watch it. I need to watch uh, Streets of Fire, which I hear is like oh, amazing. I've never Streets seen that. Good. Yeah. That's, That's a big a like the phone movie too, right? Yeah. Extreme Prejudice, 48 Hours. Uh, Southern Comfort is really good. Also mm. with Powers Booth. Oh, I definitely yeah. recommend I that Flash one. Booth. Keith Carradine, Powers Booth, Fred Ward. And then, oh, and then Hard Times with Charles Bronson is good. And he's had like a weird career. Yeah. He's just like a big genre He's a lot of like really good like Tales of the Crypt episodes that I like a lot. Right. I was yes. going to say, it's weird yeah. how much he kind of like has yeah. trafficked in like black cinema. Or not weird, but like notable. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, I mean, Undisputed feels like it, it's wild to think of Walter Hill being that old and making it when you watch it, especially when Master P is singing the national anthem. Um, <laughs> like, this is fucking crazy. <laughs> it's on HBO. It I'll check that out. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Michael Imperioli in this movie, I think he's good. He is yelling in every scene. Yeah. Uh, I, I like him, but damn, he was part of my volume problems. <laughs> yeah, every time he comes on screen, he's like, what are we doing to these Irish fucks? My cousin's going to be so mad. <laughs> he's yelling a lot. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really have much to say it about didn't it. like piss me off or offend me but yeah, yeah. i was like oh, I'm not, i don't have like a ton to say but it was like know. nice to have on yeah it was i yeah. i guess like it, it looks was nice like, yeah it's got some great fades some mm-hmm. great fades and some great squibs you know it's also um, like sometimes with the podcast like i just watch whatever one first that i want to that i i don't know that's free yeah. or whatever like i don't yeah. know right. so this one came after the quick of the dead and like Same that sucks you know like, yeah. i think if we would have flipped it i might have like been like a like a chattier about this yeah. movie but like but, like the energy is like totally different it's a little yeah large-ish. and the quick yeah. and the dead is just so rich with shit mm. that i'm just like well i fucking love this movie and then i was like yeah. i like this one so yeah. i don't know yeah you know yeah. it just feels like you're on an episode of the bachelor and you know who the rose is going to <laughs> <laughs> it's like a solid like three yeah. stars for me yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Exactly like, I what don't I dislike it. This is a, yeah. very much a three star movie. You're like, yeah, it's mm-hmm. fine. It's you a nice Sunday afternoon movie if you're like kind of hungover, yeah. which like I kind of was. Big TNT on at night energy. Yeah, where you're just like, oh yeah, this is on. I mm-hmm. guess it's. And I'll if, just I'll watch it. Yeah. 
if you've been like riding Willis's dick all summer, the way you and I have, like, <laughs> whip on this one for a second. Like, yeah. it's Not, fun. You don't need like, to watch Mercury Rising. Watch Last Man Standing. Yeah. We shot some of our guys. Well, I guess I did. The ones that deserved it. Well, we got Finn. He's Doyle's best shooter. I thought you were the best. Well, just the best looking. All right. Well, yeah, there's not many notable reviews on this one. It has a 39%. Roger Ebert really did not like this movie. (laughs) He he gave it one star. He said, Last Man Standing is such a desperately cheerless film, so dry and laconic and wrung out that you wonder if the filmmakers ever thought that in any way it could be fun. It contains elements that are often found in entertainments, things like guns, (laughs) gangs, and spectacular displays of death. But here they crouch on the screen and growl at the audience. Even the movie's hero is bad company. The victory at the end is downbeat and there's an indifference to it. This is such a sad, lonely movie. <laughs> you know, I like, I like the movie. It's like kind of like not wrong. That's like, what's so scary well, about, it. about yeah. it? I just, I didn't mind that it was kind of sad and lonely. Like the yeah. ending is just oh, kind yeah. of like, well, that's, like what's cool that's it. it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, guess I'll go to Mexico. But two positive reviews. There were some people that liked this movie. The Arizona Daily Star said, Rye, cold and confident. Willis squints and blasts his way through the film, a blazing pistol in each hand. Adam Smith of Empire said, the film's real strength is the way it sounds with Rye Cooter's jangling score competing with thunderous gunplay for the Shell-like's appreciative attention. God, I can't imagine making a movie and reading a review of someone just saying, this is such a sad, lonely movie. <laughs> it gets to be. It's kind of tight, though. Uh, who's everyone's MVP for Last Man Standing? I think they're walking for me. Anyway, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with Walken. They I both like, kind of like CPR'd the vibe. Yeah. For yeah. Or so. whoever whoever did the the squibs and the uh, wires mm. for all the people <laughs> that flying final shootout around. rules. Great yeah. shootouts. Yeah. Beautiful shootouts. You can find this movie for fucking free on like Tubi or something. Yeah, that's where I watched it today, actually. Too. Yeah. Big, so if you want to listen to a big Tubi movie. Yeah. If yeah. you want to watch along with us, you can catch up with it on Tubi with weird commercials about like yogurt. Who cares? Um, <laughs> you know, the Tubi commercials the aren't even that bad. Too, right? no. It's no, not anymore. Uh, that's why uh, it. it was on Netflix. It lived on Netflix forever. And yeah. now it's suddenly not. But yeah. worth the rental. Worth the rental or the, yeah. you know, the torrent. It's okay. Or whatever you're going to do. Sam Raimi's got Spider Man money. He's fine. Next week, this is exciting. And we finally get to talk about De Palma. We're doing oh, we're nice. doing a little De Palma double feature. We're doing Snake Eyes and Femme Fatale. Ooh, I'm excited. I think. I mean, I'm a big Cage fan too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, me too. I mean, I'm two ha- weeks like, in a row of Gary Sinise. Who would have thought? Didn't you party at his house once? Yeah. Wait, really? <laughs> oh, how was? Well, how was that? It was in high school, and I was 16, and I was really, I was like. Fucking really stoned. And I was at his daughter, do- I was at his house uh because his daughter went to uh school with a lot of my friends and we were over oh, okay. there. And my friend and I were in the kitchen. I think my friend was like rolling a joint or something, and we were looking around, it was like a nice house, and like there was all these photos of Gary Sinise. And we were like, fuck it, we were like, why are those photos of Gary Sinise? <laughs> and someone was like, Oh, that's her dad. And we just couldn't stop laughing. And we just started, I think we just started picking up every I think she probably wanted to kick us out. I think we picked up everything in the kitchen saying, like, this is Gary Sinise's coffee. Like, this is where Gary Sinise shits. Like, we we're like, this is where Gary Sinise does the dishes. Um, God, I 
I <sighs> probably would have been so upset with me if I was Gary Sinise's daughter. But Gary Sinise seems like kind of a piece of shit. So I was gonna say, isn't he like kind of an asshole? I think he's kind of an asshole. I think he's like in the James Woods, like Dennis Quaid. Oh, true. He's like a conservative life. guy, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like low key kind of about it, but like he's not quite yeah. on like James Woods' level. Sure. Um, I think Dennis Quaid's just getting warmed up though. I don't know. <laughs> Who's interviewing Dennis Quaid about that? <laughs> I was just gonna ask that. Like the only thing to interview him about. There's is only like one thing on our mind. <laughs> going back to the uh costner thing i think that was the whole thing is like growing up it was costner quaid and greg kinnear mm. all existed in the same kind of i don't know venn diagram with me yeah for some reason and kinnear I, I like a lot actually oh no i've grown to love yeah he loves, i think kinnear, kinnear is good now. and now i think that costner is in the middle is like a weirdly like kind of maybe interesting but also kind of boring actor and then dennis quaid i'm like oh no you're just the worst Dennis, quaid's, quaid's the, the worst quaid's the worst He's yeah. only good when he's like an asshole. Like he's really good in postcards from the edge because I think mm. that's who he is. Anyway, Michael, thank you for coming on. This was so great. Yeah, yeah. Great. Thank you so much for having me. It was of a lot of course. fun. Yeah, we'd love to have you back whenever. Yeah, and, certainly. Uh, where can people find you online? Uh, I am on Twitter at uh, at Sriracha Chow. S R I. Wait, S R I R A C H A C H A U. You can find look for me on as Mr. Chow. You'll find me there. There you go. Yeah. I'm not like I said. I'm not very you know active. I don't post really. I just like I watch from the side. I can never get like the rhythm down. I'm I'm much better Instagram because I'm like, look, I did karaoke yesterday. Yeah, I do better with photos. Please follow Michael. Thank you for for coming on. It was so much fun. Yeah, make sure that you. You got to like and subscribe. You have to subscribe to us and like yeah. us and give us your money and tell people about us and, yeah. you know, tell, write tell, us a tell, review. Sorry, Michael, brunch. we're not telling you this. Yeah, you don't have to do this. Michael, yeah, write a review. Get online. I want you to. <laughs> every week I want our audience to know that, like, every brunch shift I work sucks a little bit of my lifeblood. Yeah. And if we can just get me off brunch together, let's. Let's get her out of there. Yeah. As the great Chester <laughs> Bennington once said, we're one step closer to the edge and we're about to break. So we really need, um, you know, please. Yeah. You can subscribe to us on Patreon and any of three tiers for early access to episodes and bonus episodes where mm-hmm. we discuss barely fresh movies. Our barely fresh movie this month will be David Lynch's Lost Highway. Good movie. That's uh, so exciting. It's great so movie. nice to talk about good directors. Also, like, have we, we've huh. never been able to do a Lynch, right? No, no, we've never done Lynch. This oh. is our first, uh, Walter Hill, our first Sam Raimi. Uh, we get to do De Palma finally. This is, yeah. this is a big, this is a big month for us. Please follow, like, subscribe, follow Michael, and um, yeah. thank you, thank you so much for listening. Horrors next door. That's right. Stay tuned for <laughs> our spinoff series, Horrors Next Door.
will stick together. I'm pretty clever. So saddle up, jump on the bandwagon. Because it's all going down. I heard a guy running in the bar screaming crazy in town. Now when we get to this saloon, you don't worry. Wait outside. Don't be stealing nobody's damn horse. Step inside the bar, lay the kids, you son of a gun. Hey man, I'm glad you made it safely. Now let's go have some fun. And it's my partner, Pilot. He's a young gun. Howdy. Mighty glad to meet you, son. Oh yeah, you know I also brought a friend along. Like you wrestled that catawood Now y'all, it's gonna be getting dark real soon I think you're right, I say we will Come on, let's move on serve this.